Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we confront roving bands of Hare Krishnas with Tignataro. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful afternoon here in Los Angeles. I actually spent my morning. Last night, I, I attended your uh, birthday celebration, Jordan. Happy yes, birthday. Thank you. And it was lovely that you showed up. Oh, well, it was lovely of, you, lovely of you to invite me. I guess we're both pretty lovely guys overall. It's true. Um, I had been cooking last night. Mm-hmm. And here in uh, my home in Mount Washington, uh, there is not very good, I guess, ductwork. Um, and the sucking power of my range hood is what I would describe as minimal. Who boy, I really don't know what any of that is. Okay, so basically anytime I cook anything, all my f- smoke alarms go off. Okay. And so I have to go around the house collecting, pulling smoke alarms off of the ceiling. One or two of them have a button that you can push, but one or two of them don't. Mm-hmm. So I have to collect smoke alarms off of the ceiling and bring them outside. We just make a little game out of it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like just, a ring around the rosies type situation. Sure. Just, you know, see. All around have, the mulberry bush. Have Teresa time you. Right. See if I can set a personal best. Yeah. And then she can toss water balloons into your clown pants. <laughs> and then you live inside Double Dare. And I forgot to bring in my fire, my smoke alarm mm. last night. Uh, got home late from uh, your party. Of course, I was pretty wasted yeah i don't need to tell you that i i don't know if you remember but i had to ask you to leave and i forgot to bring it in Mm -hmm. started raining early this morning um it turns out that smoke alarms are good at detecting both smoke and rain falling on them (laughs) and so at like five o'clock this morning i had to go outside in my underpants (laughs) Into my backyard and find this smoke alarm that I had left outside under a under a bush. Okay, and pull it inside because it was going off. Why did you hurl it in a bush? And you have put it somewhere where it was easy to get to. Well, or, I, I mean, sure, you know. I just put it. It was just the, my view of it was obscured. And my mind was cloudy. Yeah, because it was uh, five o'clock in the morning. I'd gone to bed sure. three hours earlier. Um, and also a f- smoke alarm was going off. Sure, I get it. <laughs> that combination of factors. Um, and I feel like I'm still fighting through the haze. But, Jordan, that having been said, mm-hmm. I'm lucky to be fighting through the haze with a beautiful, charming guest like the one we have on this week's program. You know her, not only as one of the best-looking stand-up comics in America, also one of the most hilarious stand-up comics in America, one of the most beloved-slash-divisive guests in Jordan Jesse Go <laughs> history. Uh, she's got a brand-new stand-up comedy CD uh, just about to drop on the secretly Canadian label, very high-credibility record label, called Good One. 
She's also the host of a brand new podcast called Professor Blastoff. Uh, please welcome to the program, Miss Tignataro. Yeah. Hi guys. Thanks for uh, having me. Looking good, might I say? Thanks for thanks for uh, pulling out all the stops. <laughs> ah, just... The tr is a bit much. Yeah, I understand uh, that every girl wants to be a princess for a day. You know, I I just I like to clean myself up and come do a po- podcast. I know a lot of people are watching this. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you're you're a professional, Tig. Yeah. If nothing else, you're a professional. Yeah. If nothing else. If there's not one other thing that you are. Could I ask you? Could I just ask uneducated, you? How long unclothed. does this take? I'm going to ask you to not sit so provocatively. Okay. That's actually bothering me a little bit. You're, Sorry about that. Your dress is revealing. Your bod is tight. We're in the so midst of please? a hypersensual situation. You guys are making me very ago. uncomfortable. I, I appreciate that you think that I look nice today. It's you and look great. I thank mean, you. Not. Thank you. You look like a million. Dollars. I'm happy to be back. I'll have to say. I have to say when you were saying that I was a divisive guest. Yeah. I'm going to guess that means a lot of people didn't like me and some liked me. No, no. That means they loved it so much they put the podcast into their mobile device. Yeah. (laughs) You were very... You know, it's funny. How long ago did I do this show? It was was a couple years ago now. Do you want to know a little secret? Two years ago. What's that? I didn't know what a podcast was when I came on here. Really? This Was this the first one you were ever on? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. I think I was going to do an interview on a radio show. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I, I'm more in touch now, but I was way out of touch then. Like, you know, I've never seen... What were seen you into? Magazines? Just things that were existing in front of me. Right, you know? sure. And Billboards. So, yeah, Cor- yeah. Corporeal things. Yeah, just yes. if, if it happened to be there, I could see it and I right. knew about it. But yeah, I was, I was, I was really... I so, didn't have a computer. Sure. Not any cable television. Not you that I need... literally didn't own a computer? Literally. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I got one up and running. Got, I have one in my place now. Sure. Got yourself a web TV. I have a, I have a computer Computer uh, for the past uh, six to nine months or so. So you, you know, were maybe expecting the experience to be kind of more of a traditional interview and then maybe yeah, we was, were at having some sort of poop quiz and you were Yeah, I was a little, a little like yeah, I was like what what's happening? And now yeah, it's funny. I've come back a couple of years later I have a podcast and now I'm like, "Oh, I get it. We're talking about, you know, yeah. uh, podcasts." Little did you know this is basically what all podcasts are like. Had no idea. Because they're patterned after our podcast. Right. Yes, we were the first to do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we I'm invented second. We, yeah, we invent. We there are now two of these. Yeah. <laughs> we invented jibber jabbering aimlessly. Yeah. Sure, um, and you do it well. Oh, thank you. So That's very I've, nice sen- I've since listened to uh, your podcast and podcasts. So anyway, I thought I'd give you a little insight when you That's say fun. that I was divisive. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, you were. How would you describe Tig's tone on the the last time she was on the program? I would say. Did I take a tone? Charmingly confrontational. <laughs> really? <laughs> like looking like a fun Don Rickles kind of way. Oh, okay. I mean, I do definitely get a little Don Rickley. You do have the reputation as being the latter day Don Rickles. Sure. <laughs> Don <laughs> Not Rickles, based on Don how Rickles I look. But foxy. Like yeah. way foxy. Foxy, foxy. Like a really foxy Rickles. A doable yeah. Rickles. <laughs> well, I consider Rickles. I mean, Rickles I, I do Rickles for the story. I want to be known things. as the doable Rickles. I hear he's a real bulldog in the sack. Sure. 
I hear he has a sack. Do you, <laughs> do, do, you've titled your upcoming comedy album, right? It's too late to call it Doable Rickles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think I just want people to know me as that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's fair. I mean, once you've already... I like to be fair. Have you already <laughs> sent in? Have you already sent in the paperwork on, say, the liner notes? Of the, I signed of the all CD? the contracts, mm. sent in all the faxes. Mm. I told you I got a little more high tech. Do you think you had I not? Things probably still would be at my place, not quite out into the mailbox right. yet. Right. Um, I'm so high tech. I don't even know if I have a mailbox. I've yeah. You don't even know. Wow, so you've, you're you so high tech that you've shunned. I don't the mail. even know. Yeah. I don't even know if I have a mailbox. You're like snail mail. What's that? Yeah. What are snails? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's the main question I've been yeah. asking lately. You're is so what are high tech. Indeed, are snails that you live in a perpetual state of bafflement, just mm-hmm. pure confusion. I go from knowing what snails are to having a computer yeah. in my house. To now not knowing what a snail is. Your now, landline rang and you shot it with your laser gun. Exactly. That's how. I, to, but the, the reality is that a computer can't replace the human mind. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you talk about, talk about the Turing test, sure. Jordan, which of course is the famous test where you try and converse with a computer... And if it can convince you that it can go in its underpants out into the backyard when it's raining <laughs> right. and find a smoke detector, then you know that it really has r- reached a human-like mm. state. That's the only way to know? As far as I know. Is if your computer's waddling out into the backyard in underpants? That's my understanding, too. Okay. I'm not... Now... Sounds like you're really in the future. <laughs> I'm a futurist. I'm a professional futurist. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like Wasn't to that the name of Robert stuff? Downey Jr.'s album that he put out? Was it really the Futurist. Called? He had well, an album? He, this was like kind of before his comeback, before Iron Man. Was it a photo album? No, uh, no I think it was an album of, uh, of like jazz standards. I'm going to go home and name all of my photo albums. Yeah. <laughs> it the- was, but the, I think the, the key issue with the Robert Downey Jr. Jr. album was that it was before his big comeback, but shortly before his big comeback. <laughs> right. Like, I think he figured... Is he back? Oh. In a big and way. And how? I'm still catching up. Type, it, type his name into your computer when you get home. <laughs> See what comes in, okay. Tig. Type his name into your hotmail. Okay. Um, you have photo albums, Tig? I find that hard to believe. Such a, you, It seems like you would just have a Flickr account. Mm, I'm slowly, yeah, I'm okay. catching up. I do. I have little photo albums that sit out. What, what kind of what kind of photographs are we, are we looking at there? We're we talking about nieces, nephews. No, no, no. Me with like a bowl haircut um, <laughs> as a child, and just then different funny me haircuts. With a bowl haircut it's sort now. Of like, it's sort <laughs> of like tiara on. when you when you go to the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And you flip through the book of all the different haircuts. And I'm like, give me this bowl haircut. Right. <laughs> and he says, I know we, we do this every time, Tig. <laughs> you always point at the same bowl haircut. And you think, to be clear, it's a different photograph <laughs> yeah. of roughly the same haircut. Yes. It's a different photo of a different 70s heartthrob <laughs> that I'm pointing at. What you thought, the issue, the main issue is that you thought that what people were pointing at when they pointed at one of those photographs was... The lighting conditions they'd like to be photographed That's in. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky. I mean, I can it's understand tricky. that. It's yeah, tricky. Our voices are going a little high there. Yeah, yeah they are. I'll be yeah, honest. You're right. Okay. People think they're not. Well, they're not they listening. Are. Dignitaro, I'll tell you this. 
If you want to be a broadcaster, you've got to emphasize your dynamic range. No, thanks. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Tig. Oh, it's great to have Tig Nataro here, huh? Mm-hmm. It is. Lighting up the room. Mm-hmm. Delighting us all. As she does on her hit podcast, Professor Blastoff. Yep. Um, Tig, let's talk for a second about your new, your new uh, uh, audio Haircut? podcast. Let's talk about this new haircut. This is new for you. No, it's not. It's the no? same old bowl haircut I've had. The same one. Yeah. I guess the lighting's different. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah, it's the it's the lighting. I'm open to talking about the podcast. Oh yeah. So you you got uh you got three hosts on this program. Mm-hmm. Yourself. That's right. Got uh Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle Donigan. Yep, he's my writing partner. He's your writing partner and my life and partner. Partner in crime. Mm-hmm. And you He's got a my third life person. partner in crime. Life partner in crime. Yeah, that's nice. Because then, you've made crime your life. Mm, you've chosen a criminal lifestyle. No, I've just um, no. I didn't choose anything. It just all kind of happened. Would you say that you're infamous thugs? We're pretty infamous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I we're we're podcast that. thieves. Sure. You're teaching. You're teaching young people something. You're like you. You know, if I could compare you in the world of podcasting, impossible. But you're try. like Ira Flato. The host of Science Friday on Talk of the Nation. Yeah, that's basically would you call what, we're doing. what you're doing, Flato esque. Pretty much, okay. yeah. W- would you say you're a practitioner of flatology? Anything we do <laughs> should have an esque on the end, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, we have a third uh, host, uh, David Huntsberger. Tell me about David Huntsberger because I don't know anything about David Huntsberger. We don't either. Really? Uh, no, he's a he's a stand up comedian, uh-huh. and. Um, I've uh, toured a bunch with him. Like he's open for me, and a lot of his uh, comedy has to do with science, religion, math type stuff. He's he's, yeah. a, he's a bright guy. Real yuckable topics. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, he makes them interesting and funny. And 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 um, these are topics that I typically hanging out with David on the road or riding with Kyle. These topics seem to come up between Kyle and David, and I'm always interested in them. And uh, we just end up talking and kind of do you laughing. Have, do you have to learn something about these topics in order to credibly host this podcast? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not, you know. You don't want to get weighed down. I mean, we. we well, with your new computer, you can access the Encyclopedia Britannica website. Uh huh. And, yeah. I mean, you uh, learn on it, learn about any topic, basically. Jordan, if I might make a suggestion. Sure. Microsoft Encarta Multimedia Encyclopedia. Oh, well. You get it on... Maybe uh, I'll make the switch. You get it on a compact disc, like you might find in a high-end home stereo. It was fun hearing multimedia encyclopedia. It is. It's fun to say. That sounded really cool It's really a blast. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll pick a topic and we'll, um, you know, we'll research a bit and kind of chat about it a bit and then we just uh, start recording. And here and there we'll have celebrity and... um, and, uh, experts on but mainly uh, we're doing it on earwolf that network and they're mainly wanting us to just kind of be the three of us and every now and then bring somebody in just every once in a while every once in a while just check in with somebody yeah what what kind of guests are we talking about certainly sir david attenborough will make an appearance at some point every episode 
You have every episode you got Attenborough. <laughs> Sounds like you're flying in the flying in the face of that direction you were given. Yeah. Sounds like you're just saying mm. fuck you to those guys. That's right. Good. No, we had Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation. Excellent. Uh, He's talk- a gifted woodworker. He is. He made, he, built, he built my bed. Really? Wow. The bed that you I got an Offerman in the house? Yeah, I got wow. an Offerman in the house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nick was on our second, uh, episode. I'd love to make a canoe with that man. Hmm. He knows how to make a canoe, Jordan. That's great. He makes a lot of canoes. <laughs> really? And they're beautiful. His stu- his, uh, woodworking shop is just amazing. How many canoes do you need and can you sell? I wonder. I mean, it's probably more of a question for Two. him. Two. Well, okay. Los Angeles is certainly canoe country. I think yeah. we can start with that <laughs> assumption. Welcome to canoe country. Well, you can just put your DVDs in there, I guess. <laughs> if you're not if you're not rowing it, you can just. You know what the you know what like the big top seller at the flea market these days is hmm. giant airplane propeller. Yeah, I feel like I cannot. I go to the flea market sometimes uh, to entertain myself, purchase items of home decor, and so forth. And I swear to God, every third booth has a giant aircraft propeller. Yeah, well, you just stick that up on the wall and. You know, make your home just a little bit more like a TGI Fridays. Yeah. Do you know if any of them are from because of plane crashes? Yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, they Eesh. they get them and they clean them up. I don't like plane crashes. No. Oh, I love them. I do not. Oh, they delight me. <laughs> I can't watch. Like, Kyle watches specials on plane crashes because really? he's so scared of crashing. Whereas, yeah, I don't want to see anything that hints around to that. I can't, I can't, I seriously cannot emotionally go through anything. Wow. From media. Media with any feelings in it upsets me to the point of tears. I watch this documentary. I watch an American experience. I do like to watch the American experience. That is a lot of fun. Um, And I watch an American experience about, it's a PBS series about American history. Okay. And uh, I watched this episode that people can watch on Netflix instant about whaling. And I think, oh, this is going to be about whaling. It's going to be about, you know, if anything horrible happens, it's going to happen to a whale. And, you know, <laughs> they've got tiny eyes, so I won't right. feel so that you can't bad for read, them. You can't read emotion onto the face of a whale. Right, exactly. And, and really, I'm just going to learn a lot about different uses for that goop that was inside their brains that was really good for making candles and so on and so forth, you know? Um, actually, what this thing turns out to be about is this group of whalers who basically, as the whales started disappearing, the, they started moving, the whalers started going further and further west. So they would go around the Cape of South America and they'd come, come back up and they'd go out into like Polynesia and stuff in search of whales. And uh, these whalers get attacked by a whale. A whale fucking bites their boat in half. Ship. Their ship in half. There's no Offerman kayak. I mean, I understand that this is kayak country. That's the first thing that your minds are going to go sure. to because we're here in Los Angeles. But this is out in the seas of the Pacific. This is a serious ship that gets bitten in half by a whale. Like, to all- where, where were all their DVDs? Right. Well, I mean, they, no, this is before the era of DVDs. Oh, okay. Right. So they, they knew mostly shanties mm. that they would keep in their minds and in their hearts. Um, the whale bites the boat in half. They escape on Offerman-like canoes. Um, and With no DVDs. Right. No DVDs at all. Mm-hmm. Only shanties okay. in their minds. And hearts. 
And but you, I mean, they had DVDs. It's just you. You mean they didn't those? Oh, so you mean they had those old DVDs that were clear, and then on one side had widescreen, and one side had full screen. You mean they had those, right? No, like the older DVDs. No, I don't even know if they had video discs. Hmm. The size of an LP. You have to take it out of the machine and turn it over, put it back in. Laser disc. No, I'm talking about video disc. Discus. Discus. Yeah. yeah, I think they had discus hmm. on Laser board discus. the ships. Okay. Laser discus. So anyway, this this documentary that I think is going to be about whales mm-hmm. and whaling and sea shanties and scrimshaw. I'm expecting at least 20 minutes of scrimshaw material turns into the most nightmarish tale of survival. Gripping, but this would give Vincent Price nightmares. How, like, horrifying this story is of these men go tr- trying to find something in the... Like, they think that they can't go west. They're in the middle of the Pacific, sort of halfway between South America and Polynesia. They think they can't go west because they just assume that all Polynesians are cannibals. They don't know which ones are or aren't cannibals. And so they just figure, to be safe, we just got to say they're all cannibals. <laughs> right. So they have to go the long way, which is east, and it's like against the currents or something like that. Sure. And so they're just, it's just this, these people, it's just the story of them dying one by one. Of like sea madness, <laughs> right? You know, they should where have they, called like, it sea madness. They like capture a crow out of the sky and drive it through their own heart. Wow, you know, like that's yeah. The title should have been an upsetting tale of sea madness. Yes. Oh God, it made me want to cry. <clears throat> I almost cried in Bridesmaids. Really? I was close. Why? Because it was so touching. Mm-hmm. Because it was because you were crying with laughter. I start. I I did. I did come to near tears from uh, from laughter. It um, was good. It was. It's terrific. Yeah, uh-huh. it's great. It's, yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Way better than you think it's going to be. Yeah. I don't and I thought it was going to be yeah. good. So yeah. Uh, no, no. There's just this like getting your life together montage, and uh, Kristen Wiig like just goes bu- up, just goes up behind her mom and gives her like a hug, and the mom's like, "What's that for?" And she's like, "No reason." That I was real. Cl- I was closer to crying there than I've been. To crying in a movie in a long time. You know anyway. what? I think all movies. If you ask me, I mean, look, there's a lot you of guys. good. There's a lot of good things. <laughs> are, are we for coming movies? off like uh, like pussies? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not an unreasonable description. Yeah. And pussies are, as we learn from our listeners, just in this email, <laughs> strong, powerful parts of the body that cry in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you know I. I literally started crying. I watched this documentary that Michael Rappaport directed about a tribe called Quest. Mm. That I think it, I think it comes out in um, I think it comes out sometime this summer. Um, and uh, I realized that you really have to you only have to get to about a seven out of ten to make me cry if it's about friendship. Oh, I thought maybe you were crying just because because Rappaport's been out of the public eye for so long. Yeah. And, and this reminded you how talented he was. Yeah. How good he was in the City is Mine Jay-Z video. Tig, what's the last uh, laser disc that made you cry? Laser discus? Yeah. Uh, you mean a movie? Like a, a motion picture type situation? I'm sorry. We're talking about DVDs? Yeah. 
What's oh. the last DVD that made you cry? A digital video discus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> digital um, versatile discus, yes. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of movies. Um, I. You haven't even seen Monsters, Inc.? Uh, I haven't even seen that. I haven't seen Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, good emphasis, I, yeah, by I, the way. I, I don't know how to explain like how I'm trying to get more in touch. And uh, but as far uh, you know, what made me cry, what really touched me, what was that? was the uh, share movie mask. Okay, I really liked that movie. I haven't seen the share movie mask. I don't think that's what it's called. Okay. The share movie mask. <laughs> but you know when the kid has the big head and the orange hair and. I don't want to ruin it, but something sad happens. <laughs> Do you know that movie? Wait, are you just talking about the mask that Cher puts on before she appears in movies? No, 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 no. This was a. Mo- Do you not know the Cher movie mask? Uh-uh. I don't know the Cher oh, movie mask. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, she has this kid that has this um, medical condition. This was like in the eighties. Okay. So I'm I'm totally like Grease, Star Wars, Share Movie Mask, Breaking Away, the big stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where people so you have cried feathered in Greece hair. Also, um, just from absolute joy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. Like just utter you were joy. enraptured, Sandy. Yeah. Like <laughs> I loved it, and um, <laughs> but yeah, the Share Movie Mask. It's just mask. That's what it's called. I. Um... But there's a part where where uh, there's this part where Share. Her son goes off to, to camp, and Cher misses him, and um, she's trying to write him a letter, and she breaks down, and I just go, oh, I'm going to have a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get all my crying started. No! Oh, I'm going to have a little tear. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like to announce to the room. Yeah, oh, I'm having a little tear. So you, so you actually cried from the, from the friendship parts of Bridesmaids? Uh, from the, the family, the, from the family, yeah. No, I was I was close. It was because you were thinking about how you love your close. you love your own mom. Yeah, I had some. Yeah, and you've hugged your mom for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah, I like to I like to to do that every now and then. Yeah, sure. Give mom a hug. That bridesmaids really is a winner. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really a delightful movie. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's make more of those, huh? Yeah. Show business. More movies. I, you know, I looked. It made a lot of money, so they're gonna. It so, did. It didn't. Yeah, made made a uh, made a good. Everyone seems of money. to be talking about that yeah. movie. Well, because it's real funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great success. I'm ha- I'm just happy. Uh, I'm happy that Kristen Wiig is a great success uh, because I know that people might get annoyed with her because she does some broad characters on Saturday Night Live that have been repeated too many times. Sure. Uh, but A, that is not her fault, and B, she is fucking funny. Mm-hmm. She is super funny. Yeah. And blaming her for having a couple broad characters on Saturday Night Live that get repeated too many times. Look, she's just she's just trying to feed her children. <laughs> right. She, baby needs she shoes. She has a lot of kids. She's got yeah. so many she kids. She has so many kids without shoes. And she's yeah. really good at hiding her pregnancies. That's another thing that's mm-hmm. good about yeah. her. Chris Kattan didn't have any kids. He was doing Mango out of spite. <laughs> yeah, just out of sheer no, hatefulness. He had, there's no practical for reason the viewing public, to be doing just Mango. Just utter contempt <laughs> for everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm happy for her. I'm, I'm happy for that lady from the Gilmore Girls. Happy for her success. She was great in that Bridesmaids. 
lady from the Gilmore Girls, don't you think? I, you know, I've never seen Gilmore Girls before. No, the one lady's from the Gilmore Girls. She did a great job. Okay. That Ellie Kemper is very funny. Sure. Uh, she had a great, great role in that. What a brilliant performances! Just a whole ball of great performances. That guy from IT Crowd was just so winning. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what he's from. Oh, I saw the fighter. Oh yeah. Did that make you cry? Uh, I don't think so, but it was a great movie. How do you feel about Marky Mark in general? I love Marky Mark oh, in yeah. general. Yeah, me and too. specifically, I fucking love Marky Yesterday, Mark. Yesterday, Kyle and I were driving around, blaring, uh, "Good vibrate!" Like Donnie D's on the back up, drug free. So put the crack up. No need for speed. I'm anti D R U G G I E. My body's healthy. My rhymes make me wealthy, and the funky bunch helps me. He rapped. He did no drug raps. Wait, are you not good vibration? No, I, come on, come on. Yeah, feel it. That you don't know I'm, that. I'm, I'm kind of aware of that, but I didn't know that it was about not doing drugs. Oh, That's I thought great. the shock on your face was you were so happy to be hearing that. No, song. I mean I didn't know. I would have swing yeah. it, swing it. That's a good song. His celebrity comes from having been a famous underwear model and yeah. uh, and white pop rapper. Hmm. And then happens to just be a phenomenal actor. So great. Yeah. You know what? Anybody anybody who, who uh, talks shit about Marky Mark around me... They have no business on this podcast. Yeah. Now, come on. Let's get out of here, hey, guys. go stick a finger in a pie. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so low, Jesse. We kicked Flato out of here for that very reason. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we had the Ira Flato. The one from not just Talk of the Nation Science Friday, mm-hmm. but also the hit PBS science series, Newton's Apple. Sure. And, you know, we had, we had 45 minutes already in the can. It was going great. He was telling a lot of crazy Coke stories. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, just out of nowhere, you know who I don't care for? Mark Wahlberg. And we kicked his ass out. We you sent him what? out of here. Saying, and he, he ended up making a really mean cartoon about us. But it was mm-hmm. worth it. It, it was, was worth it. Saying that he's talk, he was telling some crazy Coke stories. Yeah. Could easily also be telling some pretty normal Coke stories, I bet. <laughs> right. No, no. Because rarely do you hear, like, every, every Coke story is crazy, so that makes it normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. These were, I mean, these were crazy. Like, he was no opening up, like, he was just... doing, like, he was doing occult shit on Coke. I, it I wasn't just like happens. I crashed my car. Really? You do satanic rituals? Yeah, sure. To try and summon a I demon? I think that's what drugs happen. That's what happens when you do drugs. Yeah. Now, who have you run this by? Is it just Donnie Wahlberg that you've talked to about Come on, this? come on, come on. Social good vibration. No, okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe not everybody joins satanic cults yeah. and crashes. I mean, that's, that's, that's a... The, I mean, that's vintage but it's all Play-Doh. reasonable. Vintage Play-Doh. It's all reasonable under the whole drug umbrella. Mm-hmm. Whether well, you crash your car... But you do occasionally hear a story. Like, you'll be at brunch on Sunday morning, and one of your brunch companions will be like, yeah, I got into some blow last night. And you'll be like, sounds pretty fucking crazy. And they'll be like... Yeah, I made an amazing pound cake. <laughs> and you're like, it's not that crazy. Huh. It's just helped them helped him focus on the task at hand. I watched Spider-Man 1 and 3. <laughs> I skipped right over 2, which I, might have been better than Spider-Man 1. They were so much on coke that they just so fast. <laughs> I gotta right? get to the end. Yeah, yeah gotta sure. get to uh, 3. Gotta see what happens to Spidey. Who cares about 2? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tig. That's all. Okay. 
Great to have Tig here, huh? Absolutely. It's good to be here. Very nice. Lighting up the room like a fucking Klieg lamp. Mm-hmm. Is that something, Klieg lamp? Oh, I don't know. Klieg light? Is, is, it sounds like an Ikea product. Ellen Klieghorn. Ellen Klieghorn. Like Ellen Klieghorn. Sure. Klieg. As we would love, we tried, we've tried to get Klieghorn so many times. <laughs> <laughs> All we do is just, we just, I have, I seriously have Ellen Klieghorn's uh, agent on speed dial. I just press that button. He's he like, says, hi, Jesse, not this week. <laughs> I say, ah. We can and you say, in. thanks, Phil. She's booked. Every week she's booked. She's booking so much fucking work. She's doing Professor Blastoff next week. What? Yeah, you heard no. me. You got Klieg horn? Yeah, I got a Klieg on the horn. Oh. <laughs> you got Klieg horn on the horn. Oh, jeebus. Uh, well, what are you going to do? do? Jordan, what have you been up to lately? Well, Jesse, uh, yesterday I took a trip to the Renaissance Fair. Oh, the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, I did. This was for work. We were goofing around at the Renaissance Fair for Fuel TV. It was a popular place to goof around. <laughs> Absolutely. Get a giant turkey leg. Mm-hmm. I had, fi- of I, had, mead. I had fish and chips. Oh, fish and chips. Have That's they nice. uh, um, made tofu or um, you know tofurkey legs available yet? No, it, it, not a not a vegetarian friendly yeah, place. It no, there's seem no like. like yeah, that no one's molded any sea tin mm-hmm. to look like a mutton chop. Or you something. know that sea tin is gross. <laughs> That's some gross stuff. Um, no, yeah, that's uh, the, uh, the yeah uh, fatso's only at the mm-hmm. Renaissance Fair. All right, right. It's all a, right. That's a whole uh, organization set up for the entertainment of fatso's. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, uh, so a, a, well, couple, a couple of things. Scraggle beards. Sure. Fatso's with Scrabble Beards. Scrabble Beards. <laughs> Scrabble Beards. <laughs> Triple Beard score. And that's men and women, right? Male and female yeah, Fatso's absolutely. Scrabble Beards. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and uh, a, a couple of things. I um, Before I went, um, I was... Um, I was in this kind of press line situation for work where, you know, it's just a bunch of, like, photographers and stuff crammed around each other. And, you know, kind of while we were waiting. This is is because there's so many people trying to to interview Ellen Cleghorn to get into the... Uh, the Renaissance Fair? Uh, no, no. This is actually this is this is separate. This was okay. like a, a week before I went. Gotcha. I was just in this. Uh, I was just kind of shooting the shit with the camera guy I was with. He's like, "Oh, so what are you doing for Fuel TV? Anything cool coming up?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm going to the Renaissance Fair next week." And this uh, photographer, he's kind of like, "Yeah, maybe 55 or something." Pipes up, and you know, he's he's like a super dad. He you know like cargo shorts. He looks like he's maybe like. You know, been to a few Grateful Dead concerts in his day. Um, he pipes up and he's like, Renaissance Fair. Man, that shit is the best. And he's like, <laughs> I went to that shit uh, all the time. I grew up in Malibu. I went all the time as a kid. You go up there. You tell them, I'll have the cheese and mushroom pie, right? And they give you a pie with shrooms in it. You trip all day. You uh, go to the kissing bridge. You mac on chicks. The Renaissance Fair is the fucking best. <laughs> and then I said, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, I love it, too. I have a good time every time I go. I'm like, I think it's the... Um, was he fatso? Yeah, you know, just, just stocky. Sure. Um, he's like... And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it's it's definitely my favorite nerd event of the year. And he said, nerd event? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. He had no idea. No idea. Yeah. He thought he was getting down with his bros. Sure. Um, but I guess like maybe in the 70s or whenever he did do it, it had a different cultural affiliation. No, it's probably no. still nerds. No, no, no. There's I, no I, I was running around in the 70s mm. and uh, people, y- you knew 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, I re- there was an article about the guy who created Game of Thrones, the guy who wrote the Game of Thrones books mm-hmm. in the New Yorker a uh, month or so ago. Sure. And uh, one of the revelations in it is he he like proudly, boldly, almost defiantly says in the article that every woman he's ever dated he met at a fan event. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Does that mean they all had capes? Yes, I believe that's what that means. Beards yeah. and capes. Uh, um, I was trying to think of some sort of funny play on like no glove, no love, but for capes. I could really, <laughs> all I could think of was no cape, no rape, but that didn't. That doesn't like that's not appealing. Uh, it's kind of appealing. It's a little appealing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, babe, no cape. Um, what about no head, no backstage of panel of voice actors? Pass. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> Um, and when I got there, a couple funny things happened. Um, so, you know, like everybody there is like, and definitely most people attending, but also everybody who works there has to be like in character. Right. So like if something anachronistic happens, they have to have like a cute explanation or like reaction to it. Um, so we're there in the, the camera guy has this kind of big camera. Um, and one of the women working at the booth in, and said, um, is thou some sort of robot? <laughs> Which, if you don't know what a camera is, why do you know what a robot is? <laughs> that, to me, seemed a little off the mark. Did they not have robots? <laughs> no, 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 no. The ro- first robot was invented in 1982. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, what's Charlton Heston? Cyborg. Gotcha. He was injured and had most of his guts replaced. With clockwork. Clockwork. Gotcha. With Cleghorns. Uh, with Cleghorns. Um, so that was pretty funny, I thought. Um, <laughs> and then also I went to, speaking of shanties, yeah. uh, I went to, I, I sat in, uh, or I, I watched one of the shows, um, and it was this kind of all-female singing group, and they did kind of like naughty sea shanties. They all were like, you know, had on bodices and were very bosomy, and they, they kind of sang these kind of uh, innuendo-filled shanties, um, you know, like... A Dutchman loves his long boat, and then everybody would laugh. Yeah. Thank you for um, the example. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah, they were called the Merry Wives of Windsor, um, and, you know, having a good time, lots of innuendos, and I was going to say, 20 minutes into this show, um, 20 minutes, in, so this has been going on at this pace and with this tone for about 20 minutes. This filth. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is pure, yeah. Um, the guy, so somebody says something about like, she wants it in her poop deck. And the guy next to me yells, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, this whole show is, that's what she, oh, I'm sorry. I yelled. That's all right. I, because I was mad at the guy who I talked to. That's all right. I yeah, apologize. that is the, Oof. the premise. I got a book. That's the whole show is, that's what she said. I got a book called, that's what she said in the mail. Hmm. That's what and she it said, said. As, <laughs> as popularized by Michael Scott on The Office. What's the book about? Is it just... It's just, that's what she said. Things that she said? <laughs> so it's, it's just p- things... I think it must have been somebody's Tumblr or something. Hmm. Have you... S- oh, go ahead. It's just a list of things where someone said something to someone, and then they said back, that's what she said. 
are they did they have to actually happen? Is that the supposition? It's like here's some times this has actually happened to me, or is it I guess they actually happened. But <laughs> not they that don't it matters seem, at all. They don't seem to have the perspective on it that say the writers of the office did when they made Michael Scott do it yeah. as a sign of how contemptible he is. Yeah, no the Or pitiable, the, I think. Right, yeah, the, that's what she said. Um you know, resurgence kind of has the kind of same thing as like the actual popularity of like Kim Kardashian. It's like, guys, this is a joke. Like, this is not real. Don't actually like this. Absolute. There's a video. Did you see it on Funny or Die with Megan Mullally? No. Where she's acting like the person. She's you the mean person. Mrs. Nick Offerman. Mrs. Nick Offerman. Yeah. She. It's. It's really pretty. The funny. canoe queen of Southern California. That's correct. <laughs> But the video is of her being the person that everyone's... She's the she. She's the she. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's really pretty funny. She's a funny lady. She's and Megan Mullally. She's tremendously a, funny. She's a very funny lady. I um, happen to be on a sitcom with her one. Mm. Oh. And here, here's a, a final thought about the Renaissance. Can I guess? Oh. Dharma and Greg. That's correct. Yes! Fuck yeah. She was Greg. Mm. My second guess was Herman's head. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> Drexel's class. <laughs> um, now, I'm not... Jesse, you know me. Tig, we're close. You look vaguely familiar. Um, you guys know I'm not an egomaniac. Right. No, I think you're, you're I not just even a vain man. In, I just want to make this next statement. You know... You're a simple I, man. I want everyone to know that I'm not an egomaniac. You're a simple man. In fact, I would characterize you as self-effacing. Sure. I would say you resemble a hobo. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's because you're. It's because if you saw him without the bindle, I don't know if you would say that. Well, and I dressed up a bit today. Sure, it? you are looking good. Yeah, an um, egomaniac would have probably pulled it together a little more. Sure, fair enough. Uh, um, uh, Jesse, you can. You'll you'll back me up on this. Feels great <clears throat> to get recognized. For the podcast. Absolutely. For anything because you we're do. Prou- but, but because we're really proud of the artwork. Sure, here. absolutely. I mean, Tig, I mean, I imagine it feels good when you I, I get a random fan introduction on the street. I bet that feels nice. It's never happened. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, if somebody... Let me, let me tell you, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, guess what, I guess what we're saying is, like, if you think of how good you feel when someone recognizes you for your stand-up, rather than when someone recognizes you from, say, Fish Police. Sure. So if they recognize <laughs> you were the fish police, I just can't. Yeah, sure. Of I, Commander Salmon. Yeah, I did. If I sure, I had a part in fish police. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, feels good. Obviously, you know, the podcast is very personal. We're in kind of a crowded marketplace, so it's nice to know that people are paying attention. Right. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't fish for those sorts of things, but it's great when it happens. Uh, that being said, why did no one fucking recognize me at the Renaissance Fair? That's our Those are our butter. people. Somebody, uh, I don't know. I was having a conversation uh, last night at your birthday party. I shan't say with whom. Mm-hmm. Um, shan't? Have you been hanging out at Renaissance <laughs> Fairs? Yeah. What, what are these? Some type of robot? <laughs> um, and someone said, uh, I said... Well, the listeners of such and such are maybe a little bit nerdier than our listeners. And uh, the person, as an explanation for a, uh, actually a positive thing about this other show I was talking about. And um, uh, this other person I was talking to said, Oh, I didn't know there was anything nerdier than Jordan Jesse Go listeners. <laughs> Not as a put down, as a sincere right. expression of confusion. <laughs> there are. But not really. Not too many. I mean, our listeners enjoy the arts. 
Sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's not all anime all the time. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. They have interests outside of anime. Oh my god, speaking of interests outside of anime. <laughs> I, I saw the coolest anime. I think we're, I think we're all interested in... Uh, here on Jordan Jesse Go, we're all interested in the work of a certain German filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I happen to have, um, I happen to have one Rudolf Herzog on the Sound of Young America this week. Um, he is a filmmaker himself, a documentarian, uh, and he is the author of a very interesting book uh, called "Dead Funny: Humor in Hitler's Germany." It's about uh, the roles, uh, the w- what humor was like in Germany uh, on all sides of uh, what was going on there uh, during World War II. Um, he rang my doorbell. As you know, uh, as you learned today, Tig, there's a long ascent from my gate to my front door. Mm, loud dog barking, too. There's a loud dog barking that uh, uh, it may become an issue in the future. Not my dog. Didn't recognize me nope. from any podcasts. No, did not. <laughs> not a Dharma and Greg fan. Mm-mm. And uh, I walked down to greet uh, Rudolf Herzog, who's standing behind him, Mr. Werner Herzog. His dad? His father. That's great. Did he recognize you from the interview you did with him? I don't think that he did. I do not (laughs) think that he did. You know, like, I could see how you might take that as a slight, but, like, fucking, who's got more going on than Werner Herzog? I know. Like, if not, like, practically, just mentally. Like, who has more going on that he needs to concentrate on? I like to think that we made friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. You know, like, I should have asked him to come be on Jordan Jesse Go. I didn't. I kind of chickened out. (sighs) Yeah. Um, but he did what was, if you think it's, if you think it's like nerve wracking to interview someone under any circumstances, which I do sometimes, you know, it makes me nervous and to interview someone about something as serious as the Holocaust, certainly you're going to be a little nervous because what if you get it wrong? Mm-hmm. What if you, what if you accidentally take the wrong side? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but Jordan Rudolph Hertz. <laughs> so what do we need to do to get this thing going again? Rudolf Herzog sat, the sat down in the chair that you are sitting in right now, in mm. the place that you are sitting in right Ooh. now. Uh, and Werner Herzog, during the interview, sat where our friend Tignataro is sitting right now. Wow. Yeah. Was it hard to just, uh, to just not ask questions about Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans? Yes. It was so hard. Like, your, your son's book sounds interesting and all, but... Real quick. Why did that guy start breakdancing? Over to you, Werner. <laughs> remember in Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans when dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember in Little Dieter Needs to, needs to Fly? Um, anyway, I just, the fact that Werner Herzog just came over out of the blue was so stunning to me. I don't know what to make of it. So you're, you're still a little freaked out. I'm a little freaked Seems out. Seems like you're a little freaked out. Still trying to pull my shit back together, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Sure. I'm hoping on your next podcast that you're going to be like, I invited Tig on the show and she rang the bell and she ri- she came over. <laughs> <laughs> I was so... And she sat right where you're sitting right now, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. That you're going to take a moment to really <clears throat> be like, we didn't think she would really come over. And Goldblum's going to be like, wait. Tig Notaro from Dharma and Greg. Why am I still famous? <laughs> He'll say after that. Is he? He's not really. Yeah, he's on a CSI or something. 
Is he? Or a Law and Order. He's on either huh. a Law and Order or a CSI. Good for him. He's Who, the Goldblum? lead on one of those. Jeff Goldblum. Really? Hmm. Recently, All I know is he looks like Nick Kroll. He does look a little bit like that. Yeah, it's true. He's a he's a sort of he's a more lanky, jangly type of Nick Kroll. Nick oh. Kroll's more of a com- compact man. Are you calling of- him fat? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right. Hey, Nick Kroll, I'm calling you out. You know how you're always nice to me when we interact and I think you're a brilliant comic? Well, you're fat! That's so. Hey, speaking of celebrity lookalikes, yeah. um, I, someone, uh, Tig, this is something that's come up on the show before. People will tell me I look like various celebrities and it always seems like an insult to me because the celebrity that they say I look like is usually famous for being ugly or weird looking. Hmm. New and no. I mean, like, if I was going to say, Tig, what celebrity you look like, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Princess Grace of Monaco. Mm-hmm. Um, A Rose Byrne. Sure. Sure, Rose Byrne. Absolutely. Um, like, kind of like, a, it's just like, like classic Hollywood. Is yeah. Kind of, right. Not like a bombshell, but like just classic. Classic, sure. sure. Elegance is the word. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Liz. All the most divisive female celebrities. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but actually, someone told me, I got some one the other day that didn't seem like an insult, but I have not looked up a picture of the guy. I thought we could all do it together, and you can, guys can tell me whether or not I should be insulted. This seems like trouble. I know. This uh, can only go badly. This guy is called Ben Gibbard. He's in the band Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. Oh, I know Ben. Do you? Yeah. Is he a handsome guy? No. No. Oh. Ah. No, he's cute. He's uh, he's trimmed down a lot. Okay. He... Oh, he used to be a fatso. Yeah, he used mm. to be a fatso. He used okay. to be running around uh, right. Renaissance fairs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but then he got his band together, Stroking and then he married uh, Zoe. Yeah, he is married to Zoe Deschanel, which is uh, points in his favor. I tried to convince Zoe Deschanel to come to Max FunCon over Twitter the other day. How'd it go? Yeah, she Twittered me back, but she didn't agree. Well. That's as good as it gets, Can we though. look up the guy? I want to see a picture okay, of him. Okay, Ben Gibbard of Death Cab Who else Beauty. do you hear? Uh, I get Jack Osborne pretty constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Patton Oswalt, who uh, I couldn't be a bigger fan of in the comedy space, mm-hmm. but uh, not not, maybe to not, him. not somebody I want to necessarily look like. You wouldn't look describe like. him you wouldn't as sensual. Him. No, no, no. He's no doable Rickles. And you have a similar kind of voice and cadence to Patton, I think. Yeah, I think maybe that's that comes across sometimes, and I think that's maybe why people say it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a bad-looking guy at all. That's why I said he's cute. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. Oh, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's funny that the photo of him that you pulled up is a split screen with him and Zoe Deschanel. Can you? Is that turn to show that? the attractiveness oh, discrepancy? Wait, is he the one on the right? He's I... no. He's not the one with piercing blue eyes. No, <laughs> okay. that's not. Okay, sorry. Here, I, I'm Tig. I'm going to turn this towards you here. Oh yeah, it's, it's Ben. Yeah, sure. I'm fine looking like that. I guess yeah, you got to I mean, grow your hair kinda, out, yeah, straighten your curls. Kind of a. He's yeah. really, he's really not a bad-looking fella at all. Huh. No, no, he's that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, su- I'm actually surprised to see him and that he doesn't have curly hair. Usually, I figure that, that a lot of times when I get a celebrity, it's just a hair thing uh-huh. that right. people are reacting to. But uh, see, I used to get um, before <clears throat> I kind of dolled myself up. I'd get mm-hmm. Mowgli a lot from the junk, the Wolf Child from yeah. the Jungle Book, Roger yeah. Kipling's Jungle Book. I used book. to get Baloo a lot. Did you? <laughs> I look like Baloo. Yeah, yeah, I got Mowgli. And... But that's when you guys were cavorting a lot together. Yeah, that's so true. So it like people made Through that the association, woods. right? Yeah, in the woods. Huh? Or that orangutan. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, I think 
I think that's a handsome man, Jordan, and you have nothing, you have nothing okay. to worry okay. about. I can look like that. Here's the I mean, thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely being married to Zoe Deschanel doesn't hurt his, his, uh, his points. Ben's, Ben's doing fine. Dude's doing all right. Yeah. The guy's not sweating it. No. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Tig Notaro. Here's how it works on Jordan Jesse Go. We have a sort of Jumbotron like service where. Um, we allow our listeners to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go. We share their announcement, uh, be it personal or commercial, with our audience for a low, low price. We have two sponsors this week, Jordan. Mm-hmm. First of all, the return <clears throat> of Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Our good friends sure. at Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Handsome t-shirts and collectibles. I actually got a... Uh, they were nice enough to send over some stuff. I have a nice Fuzzy Balls Apparel t-shirt. It's a dinosaur with a robot head. And uh, I, I get a lot of compliments on it. People say, that that, you, that looks nice. You Absolutely. look like Jack Osborne in that shirt. <laughs> right. But a doable Osborne. You're like a doable hands. You know what? It's really not. I think, Jordan, hmm. I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with being a handsomer version of a celebrity. Yeah. I think that's what you're working. I, I don't know. I just don't want, I don't want someone, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's fine. I'm being I, I'm a baby about Jordan, it. I probably complain about it too much. You are adorable. Thanks, Tig. You're adorable. And you're striking. You are adorable. Thank you. You're adorable. Thanks. Now it's Jordan seeming sarcastic. Now. You, no, it's no. over into you are adorable. <laughs> Thank it's, you. I'm not. I'm not being that. I'm being genuine. Thank you. I know. I appreciate it. I know. I'm. Not, I'm not a self conscious guy. I am an egomaniac. Yes, certainly. Dress down. Sure. Okay, look. Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Uh, Their world-famous slogan, cute and creepy t-shirts and things. (laughs) Online at fuzzyballsapparel.com. Of course, you get a special gift if you use the JJGO code in your uh, comments on your order. They will include a special Jordan Jesse Go gift. Who knows what it might be? Might be a Jack Osborne bobblehead. Sure. Who knows what it could be? Who knows, Jordan? Mm. Could be a Death Cab for Cutie CD. Maybe. Could be a... Probably won't be, but... Pair of printed underpants. Sure. Okay. Uh, our other sponsor this week is Abundatrade.com. Uh, Tracy uh, and her boyfriend have been Sound of Young America listeners since Santa Cruz. Wow. It's been a while since I've heard from yeah, a yeah. since Santa Cruz listener. It's, uh, it's deep. Just deep into our catalog. That's our roots, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You cannot ever forget your roots. We cannot ever forget that we came from Santa Cruz, a city with a dream. <laughs> a lighthouse. <laughs> okay, so... Several bong stores. It's AbundantTrade.com. This is a website <laughs> that uh, pays you cash for your used books, CDs, DVDs, etc., so what you can do is you can you can either just send them a huge box of crap or, or just mail the whole canoe. <laughs> or you can type in the ISBNs and whatnot and the UPCs and find out what you're going to get paid for them. And if it is an order of more than $50 worth of CDs, DVDs, and or video games, they will actually pay for you to ship the stuff to them. So uh, it is a very nice service. Uh, they like to... Uh, 
They like to keep the objects in circulation, uh, recycle rather than make more, and so on and so forth. Very Santa Cruzy values. Uh, that won them the 2011 Outstanding Waste Reduction and Recycling Award from the state of South Carolina. Hey. Which I think is pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty, because we put in for that award, and we did not win. We did. every Yeah, every year. This podcast Honorable is mention, wasteful, though. We again. Are, we are the Susan Lucci of that. Yeah. Um, you know what? We should stop powering this podcast with coal. Right. Just lump coal? Well, I mean, you should at least start paying the immigrants who shovel it into the furnace more. Yeah. I'm thinking about switching to compressed natural gas, CNG. Hmm. Um, just canola oil. Oh, it's a nice idea. It would make the whole podcast smell like french fries, though. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Anyway, uh, Abundatrade.com. A-B-U-N-D-A-T-R-A-D-E.com. And um, guess what? Uh, if you put in JJ Go in the how did you hear about us when you submit your list, uh, you get an extra 15% added to your cash value of the stuff that you're sending in or 25% for trade. So not a bad deal if you ask me. No. Abundatrade.com. If you want to sponsor an episode of George Jesse Go or any of our uh, uh, MaximumFun.org podcasts, I shouldn't say that. Or several of one of several of our MaximumFun.org podcasts. Just email our development director and my beautiful wife, Teresa. Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro, of course. Her brand new album, Good One, mm-hmm. due in August from the secretly Canadian label. Right now, you can download a free track from the album. Am That's... I mistaken in thinking that? No, it's completely correct. It, the album comes out on August 2nd. It's going to be, uh, you can download it. It's going to be on vinyl. You can, you can buy an actual CD. Sure. Is there a sound quality that you, as the artist, prefer? Is there one of those? Don't care. Okay. Um, but yeah, it comes out August 2nd. And uh, right now, leading up to the release, you can, get, you can go to my website, which is tignotaro.com, and get a free download of a track and uh, check it out. Seems, it seems like a good idea to me. To me, it seems like a good idea to go to tignotaro.com and download a track. I uh, did that uh, on the recommendation of Onions AV Club. It's very funny. Everyone should do it. Yeah, it's re- there's actually instructions up, uh, right now on MaximumFun.org. So if you just forget to visit Tignotaro.com, uh, right on the homepage of uh, MaximumFun.org on the blog there, uh, you will find a post instructing you how to uh, do that. Well, thank you. It's not you. that complicated. No, it's pretty pretty simple. It's not that complicated. Anybody with any access to the, um, I forgot what those encyclopedias are called. Encyclopedia Britannica website. There you go. Microsoft Encarta CD-ROM. Oh, yeah. That's, that, so was, that was Multimedia. That was fun. Encyclopedia. Multimedia. Encyclopedia. On the program, uh, we've been talking about uh, odd revelations that have come from our parents. Um, revelations of secret lives that we had no idea they had. Um, this is just an absolute leitmotif in my relationship with my parents. They were in their late 30s when I was born and uh, had just lived insane lives before I was born. Um, insane? Like... Just every, every story is about 
getting arrested for having a hundred pounds of LSD or something. Okay. And you know, they come in those little pieces of blotter paper. So that's like a lot. A lot of, yeah. Um, it's a flat. You and you didn't know that was going on. I had no idea that any of that stuff was going on. I mean, I have an, inc- at this point I have a basic understanding that my parents were living crazy lives at the time. But you did not know that up until recently. Until I was a teenager and they started just dropping random I didn't know that my father had a first (laughs) wife until I was like 16 and he casually mentioned it as though everyone knew that. Oh, okay. Um, But we asked our listeners to give us a call and share some of these stories with us. We've we've got a couple now, so let's take a listen. Hey, I'm calling JJ Go. This is Zach in Manhattan. I'm calling about the action item regarding uh, parental revelations later in life. Uh, I... And I grew up uh, in a fairly mundane life in suburban Chicago. I now live in New York, but I was living in Chicago right after college, and I went back to visit my parents in my hometown, and I had some sort of, you know, general chit-chat about how I ran into Hare Krishnas in Chicago uh, and discovered an amazing thing about my father's misspent, misguided youth. I knew my old man had kind of a wild youth. He had an alcoholic mother and a, and a father who just wasn't paying much attention. So I knew, like in his teenage years, he hitchhiked back and forth across the country. But I mentioned these Hare Krishnas while having a discussion on the back porch with my parents. And my father got this look in his eye and he goes, Oh, Hare Krishnas. I had an, in, you know, an interesting altercation with Hare Krishnas. So, of course, my mother and I you know, kind of looked at him and he said, Well, when I was... I don't know, about 19, and I was homeless, and I was living in Berkeley at this point. Neither my mother nor I knew my father was (laughs) homeless at any point. Selling newspapers for spare change, and then a a band of Hare Krishnas beat the shit out of me and robbed me and took all my money. See, this is the kind of stuff that I need to know about my dad. My dad was homeless for a while, too. I didn't know that until I was a teenager. Um, I, you know, I don't even really know what a Hare Krishna is. I've, I've only known them as joke punchlines. They, there was a time when they would assault you in the airport uh, and try and get you to put a quarter but in a jar. But not beat you. No, not right. a physical not that assault. Sort of assault. But yeah, this guy seemed like maybe a these were philosophical assault. Yeah, I was going to say, I think maybe people were dressed up to... to like do, a, yeah. as a distraction. Yeah. So it's, it's a band of thugs mm-hmm. who dressed as Hare Krishnas and then people would say... After those Hare Krishnas, they would take off their robes, put on normal clothes, and be like, I don't know, I'm just a regular guy with a weird ponytail that starts at the top (laughs) of my head Mm -hmm. and comes down, as you can see by the fact that I'm not wearing saffron-colored robes. And you count your money that you stole. Yeah, it's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Ryan calling from Pennsylvania. Uh, This is a response to the action item, uh, Crazy Parent Revelations. Uh, one time when I was visiting my mother in Albuquerque, uh, maybe when I was about 16, uh, I was trying to fall asleep on her futon, and she comes out in a slightly drunken haze and decides she wants to watch the movie Ray. And I believe there's a scene in the movie where Ray does heroin, and at that point she decides to tell me about the first time she does heroin, and apparently the only time, and she rolls up her sleeve and shows me a little mark on her arm. Um, And I thought that would be the craziest revelation of the night. 
tried to go back to sleep. Uh, she continued to watch the movie. The movie ended. Then there were late-night commercials on the television, and there was one, and it was an anti-abortion uh, oh, God. commercial. And she proceeded to tell me how she was uh, pro-life and how that when she was 18, she had a baby and gave him up for adoption. So I found out that night about the first time my mom did heroin and that I have a 30-year-old half-brother. Uh, thanks. Love the show. Bye. I think that if your mother has a futon still, yeah, there's something... <laughs> She's got something. There's, yeah. She should at least get a sleeper sofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if mom has a futon. Yeah, well, I don't know. Who wants to get drunk and watch the movie Ray? <laughs> a I mean, heroin I, addict. Yeah, no, I guess so. I guess that is that is the only kind of person. A pro-life heroin addict. But so she, she, I guess the heroin doing was in her youth. Why did she still have a mark from it if it was just once? I don't Here's understand that. Here's what I that. think. Just a, I think that she's just a drunk person that... Sure that is confused because I've never done heroin mm-hmm. and um, I am not a drug person, but I have given blood mm-hmm. and I have little marks that I could maybe if I drank too much, I could start to tell you. That oh, sure. can, you would, would yeah, confuse yeah, yeah. your personal history with that of Ray Charles. Me giving <laughs> blood the fact to that she, people in need. The fact that she claimed to have arguably invented soul music, I think, is kind of like a point against the sure. veracity of her, you know. And her saying, that she, uh, saying like, I don't know if you know this, I've been blind your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and also maybe a little suspect. Yeah. Although, <clears throat> she did play some tracks from her late career hit country album. Hmm. So, did that know. happen? Did Ray Charles have a country yes. album? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. In the 60s. Interesting. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest with amazing nickname. I'm calling in. I am a recent Blondie Brigade donor, and I was taking the F train back home. I live in New York City, and a very attractive and probably very smart, we didn't have that much of a conversation, but since you recognized the J.J. Go uh, tote bag I had with me, I assume that she's of an upstanding education and of good mind. Um, that was my momentous occasion that she recognized my tote bag and we struck up a conversation. Uh, I didn't really have the confidence, though, to ask for a phone number or anything. But then I asked if she was on Twitter because that's what a nerd <laughs> like me does. I was going to say, I'll follow you and you can follow me and maybe that. But then she didn't see she's not on Twitter. So I had to cut it off. I had she's. To- I but she's going to hear off. that. It, this, this, uh, it got too. I got too. I started. We having... didn't get nearly enough information. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I think the moral of the story is that no matter how incoherent you may be, or no matter how much you may think that Twitter is a viable place to meet a girl, uh, you can still use a Jordan Jesse Go tote bag to meet chicks. Right. Yeah. Or your mouth. <laughs> I like how the guy, I like the expression, taking the F train. Maybe <laughs> if he plays his cards right. Yeah, maybe. Um, Probably not, though. Yeah. It seems unlikely that he would make a misplay. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to hear a similar story, though, where it actually did lead to a phone number or a little bone and down. 
Yeah, I was really disappointed. I met a good-looking young, uh, what I presume to be couple, at one of our San Francisco shows Mm -hmm. some years ago. And they were telling me that they recognized each other because one of them was out mowing his front lawn while he was wearing a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. And the lady was walking her dogs in the neighborhood and saw the Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. And they struck up a friendship. And then they came to our show together. And I was like, and now you're in love. And they're like, no, we're just friends. And I was so disappointed. Yeah. I would yeah, I would hope that the show generates more sex than it does. Anyway. Well it's super Come on, people, start boning down. Yeah. Let's let's take care of business, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Get on the F train. Come on. <laughs> hey JJ Go, this is Ben in Omaha. I've got a momentous occasion for you. I was driving down the street and I saw an old homeless man using two fencing swords as canes. One in each hand, walking up the street, using them as canes. Thought of you. On guard. Mm Mm-hmm. See, now that's the kind of little magical moment that the whole momentous occasions operation is dedicated to promoting. A homeless man using... (laughs) They would make terrible canes. I mean, that's one of the... They're they're called foils. They're too bendy. Well, they could have been sabers. Oh, maybe. Maybe that explains it. Maybe we're just assuming that they're foils, but they were actually sabers. Which are a little more... Which are a little sturdier because they're for slashing rather than poking. How do you know it wasn't Ben Kenobi? He looks kind of homeless. Yeah, might have been. Might have been the world's greatest Jedi. Did, when he was walking and using the canes, was he slicing into the ground? <laughs> like, deep into the ground? Was there a woom yeah. noise whenever he went Was there woom, any kind woom. of woom? Just let us know. Just bring us yes. up to date on that situation. <clears throat> Tweeter us. Uh, 206-984-4FUN, the telephone number to call if something momentous happens to you. Uh, we'll talk to you in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tig Notaro, comedian. Uh, Tig Notaro's here. She's got a brand new CD. Look, Jordan, I'm going to put it out all out on the line. Mm-hmm. You enjoy comedy recordings. You're going to enjoy Tig Notaro's comedy recordings. She's sure. one of the best in the business. Uh, you're going to laugh your little. You're going to laugh your little rear off. Hmm. That's that's my quote. Put that on the cover. I don't know if you sent in the paperwork yet, but put that on the cover. You're going to laugh your little rear off. Jesse Thorne, Public Radio International. Should I put that over my face? Jesse Thorne, former (laughs) IFC. Jesse Thorne recently wrote an afterword for a book collection of photographs of things that you got by sending away in ads in comic books. I think my label's going to like that. Yeah. It's a little wordy, but... All of those different... No, it's very punchy. It's not nearly You're enough information. You're going to laugh your little yeah. rear off. Maybe we'll have the guy that was calling about his uh, his mom. Yeah, that Maybe guy. we could have him write something to Maybe cover up my Maybe we could have face. that guy, the smooth ladies man that called in. Yeah. Maybe we could have him. Oh, that's what I meant. That's old what I meant. F, old F train. Okay. Yeah, old F train. I, I got <clears throat> Let's have F train give us a call. <laughs> Hey, dude, we just gave you a sweet new nickname. <laughs> if you're not boning down after, after getting the nickname F-Train. Hey, I'm F-Train. My friends call me F-Train. Want a ride? You'll say. Oh, Got your God. transfer. going to be tremendous. That's a bus. Okay, look, Jordan. What? Last week on the program, uh, I discussed something called a uh, friendship war. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I was disappointed that our friends at My Brother, My Brother, and Me were getting a lot more action, so to speak, on Twitter than we were. Sure. 
More hashtag-related action. More hashtag-related action. I noticed that if you search for their hashtag, MBMBAM, uh, you are getting literally hundreds of replies. Sure. Or search results. If you were searching for hashtag JJGo for Jordan Jesse Go, you would get four, five, six. Well, I did something about it, Jordan. Yeah. I brought the power to the people and the pedal to the metal. What happened? I took the fight to the enemy Mm -hmm. and to our friends at my brother, my brother (laughs) and me. Who are our enemies in this situation? Um, I asked that our listeners tweet with the hashtag JJGo. And I specifically said that while we really appreciate you tweeting about Jordan Jesse Go, just using the hashtag is enough. Sure. Absolutely. It could just be be the hashtag. It doesn't even have to be preceded by a sentence. Which some people did do. Mm -hmm. Some people did do that. Now. We just want to win. What I didn't realize at the time is that it's complicated and difficult to count who wins a hashtag mm-hmm. war. Um, I just assumed that there were websites for that. Um, there's this one website called Hashtag Battle. And I use this website, and it claims to do what we wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. But... It says that we only got 20 points, hashtag points, and then I just went and counted, and I got like 25 in the last two or three days. So this one, I'm kicking this one out. Yeah. Sorry, hashtag Also because it said, it said we lost. Yeah. Also, Which renders a, it null and void. Absolutely. Um, so then I looked on this thing called Tweet Tags, and I've got good news, Jordan. Okay. According to the website Tweet Tags, Jordan Jesse Go and not that other one. Has had 100... And 58 mentions, destroying MBMBAM's 118 mentions. Moral of the story, just keep checking different websites till you get the results you want. This is, look, if you did not learn anything from the episode of Sports Night where Jeremy (laughs) rigged the poll about who was the handsomest, the coolest host of Sports Night. Anyway, yeah, so I think we won. It's open to discussion. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to leave it open till next week to decide whether that means that we won. Well, that'll just give us that'll just give us more time to embarrass Muga- the, Mugabe. Yeah, it, sure. To Mugabe the situation, right? Um, That's hey, a verb meaning to. Uh, sure, you don't have to explain it to okay. me. Okay, great. Um, I would like to make a little bit of an announcement. What's this that, is, Jordan? This has been kind of Congrats, first of all. Thank you. Am I showing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this We've been mentioning this a little bit on the forums, but I think I can make it official now. Uh, we're going to have a London meetup. Is this, I think it'll be Very the, our exciting. first ever international meetup. I'll it be will. there hosting Well, it. no, it will, will not be because I hosted, uh, I hosted a meetup in, in Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but this will be our first overseas meetup. Sure. Our first other continent. Yeah. Other continental meetup. Ooh, that's what we should call it. The other continental meetup. <laughs> that's catchy. Um, I actually forget where we decided to do it. Jesse, you have the form open there. Maybe you can uh, I've got say. your... I've got your... Uh, are we going with... Looks like there's Porterhouse and Mo- Monarch Bar. No, I think it's Porterhouse. Porterhouse. Okay, Porterhouse. Porterhouse it is. The date is... Uh, the 23rd, May 23rd. May 23rd. And you guys go out there and hang out with 
We do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Press the flesh, kiss some babies. How many people do you think you're going to get in London? I don't know. Good question. There was there was seemed to be palpable enthusiasm about it on the forum, right? Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Um, What's I, your guess? What's your guess of how many? Because this is going like to be yeah. This is going to be a head to head situation, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, but I'm headed to London in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be visiting some family in Belfast, Northern Ireland, with sure. my wife and uh, newborn child. And we're going to be spending a few days in London, and I... No. See, here's the thing. Your thing, you'll, you'll be in there in November, right? Right. People will still be getting over their hangovers from my meetup. Really? They won't want to leave the house. They'll really? be too fucking partied out. Wait, let's go back. How many people do you think are going to be there? I'm, I'm going to say... So I'm going to say... For serious? For serious. I want to see 40. 40. That's let's a good 40. number. That's a good number. I think you can do it, Jordan. I think so, too. You're going to need the help of the United Kingdom, though. So you're both, you're each going to have a meetup? Yeah. Jordan's, um, Jordan's, doing it, uh, Jordan's doing it in May 23rd mm-hmm. at Porterhouse. Yes. Um, I'm going to do it in November. Location, TBD. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you should do it at Porterhouse just to make it fair, just to make it like all, Jordan, all things equal. I don't fight fair. I oh, fight okay. to win. All right. I'm, I got a Mugabe in situation if need be. Hmm? I'm You're going to go, go over there? I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do a meetup based on this episode. Oh. Excellent. And uh, I will let you guys know how it goes. I'm going over to Dublin. Oh, okay. Dublin. I don't know why I added two D's on the end of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be in Dublin in um, July, I think. Okay. Oh. So maybe I'll just swing over, set up a little Jordan Jesse Go meetup. This will be a three-way meetup battle. And uh, I'm going to win this thing, you guys. Okay, well. Okay, well. May the, yeah, may the best meetup win. The gauntlet has been thrown. May anyway. the 23rd win. Okay. If you're, <laughs> yep. if you're within, uh, I'm going to say short flying distance. If you're in fucking Gibraltar, I want to see you out there at yeah, Jordan's right. meetup on Wales? the 23rd. If you're Welsh, see some some Welshies. If you're if you're from the Outer Hebrides. <laughs> if you're right. from the Isle of Lewis. Um, Stonehenge. I see, if you're, from if you're Stonehenge. a druid from Stonehenge, um, I want to see Northern Europeans there. Mm-hmm. I want to see a Swede. I want to see a Norseman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thor. We want Thor there. I don't care. The guy who played Thor. I don't care if you're Anglo or Saxon. Mm-hmm. I want to see you at Jordan's meetup. Celts, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. May 23rd at No Moors, though. <laughs> yeah, please, no Moors. <laughs> not racist. Yeah, no, we're not actually racist. Not racist. Um, 206-984-4-FUN is our telephone number. Teresa at MaximumFun.org, the email if you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, or also, if you know how episodes. to get a hold of Thor. <laughs> like, if anybody has any contact info for Thor. Join us on the forum at MaximumFun.org, where you can argue with me about whether rap music is poetry. I say that it's not. Um, Jesse, it rhymes. JJ. Has anyone brought up that? Has, it, has that been an argument? Donnie yet? D on the back up. Drug free. So put the crack up. No well, that's a pretty good example. Put the crack up. A lot put of... it up on a shelf. We should probably not have the crack. You should probably throw it away. <laughs> no, it's like a concert thing. If you have some crack, they want you to pump Oh, like pump wave it. your crack in the air. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I think they say put it on a high shelf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so babies can't get yeah, at so... it? Yeah, you don't want the baby getting into the crack. He'll yeah. just eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He won't or know she. to smoke it. Or she. Or sure, she. some babies are female. 
To be Some fair. are born with both. Mm-hmm. So get the crack out of the way of the intersex, heat. including yeah. intersex. Get, don't summer. let the intersex babies smoke <laughs> your crack. Some some are genderqueer. They're not interested in your false binary. Get the crack yeah. away. Yeah. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. JJ go at maximumfun.org. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design. Uh, join us on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org and be sure and uh, run out and uh, download that free track from our friend Tignataro CD at tignataro.com and check out her podcast, Professor Blastoff. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I love you. <laughs>